welcome to podcast. On today's episode, Ian Gilligan interviews Ian Vasquez. You can find him uh, on Instagram at ivfit underscore or his website fryesoverrun.com for his programs and pricing. Keep tagging us on all of your kettlebell content on Instagram. We are at kettlebell underscore collective and enjoy this episode. Right, everybody. This is Ian Gilligan here, and on this episode, I'm talking with another Ian, Ian Vasquez from Harlem, New York City. He's the founder and owner of Rise Over Run. He's a certified fitness fitness coach, breathing enthusiast, and helps people perform better, look and feel better with functional breathing. Ian, thank you so much. It's a pleasure being here, man. Thank you for having me. Ian to Ian. <laughs> Ian to Ian. Not only that, we're both into kettlebells and we're both into breathing. So yeah, I was very... actually looking at your I was looking at your website. Yeah, you, you have like a whole a whole segment of like just breathing. I love that, man. That's 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 huge. Why don't yeah, why don't we start there? How did you get into breathing? Um I would say I would say by accident. I definitely say say by accident. I took it very very lightly, um, and um, as I as I started learning more and more and more, it just kind of like mind blown. <laughs> it just mind blown me because the breath is pretty much connected to everything, pretty much everything. And it just kind of allowed me to uh, fill in gaps because I have a I have a huge athletic background. And it was just like whoa, like. Was I doing things wrong? <laughs> so, um, but I would definitely say thanks to COVID for sure. Uh, it gave me that extra push um, because I was talking about the breath. Everybody's, you know, throwing myths out there about the breath. So it's just like, I want to know what's going on. So, yeah, I think I would say thanks to COVID. Uh, I learned a lot about the breath and kettlebells for sure. Cool. So it was kind of the, the um, like the overwhelm around COVID nineteen that that pushed you to really learn more about the breathing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, everybody was talking about you know uh, I can't breathe without my mask, like all these other stuff. And then I just like mm-hmm. uh, I, like, I just kind of took it uh, upon myself to like just learn about more. I uh, learned more about it, and then I uh, met. Uh, Lucas. Lucas is uh, a good mentor of mine um, from Yoga Teacher College, and he uh, I got certified by him, and he pretty much opened my eyes to a lot of uh, the nuance, a lot of nuance that we kind of don't pay attention to. Very cool. Yeah, I um, first heard about a focus. Can you hear that saw in the background? Uh, I was actually going to say, can you hear my fan behind me? I can't hear the fan. No. Okay. No, I don't hear anything at all. You don't so hear we're it? Yeah, we're good. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was introduced, introduced to breathing through yoga, like mm. uh, the basic uh, breathing exercises that they teach you in a yoga teacher training. Um, and then what really uh, – compelled me to dive into it was an intense style of breathing one of those 
uh, breathwork journey styles. Um, but that, so this was like a, st a style of super ventilation, kind of like a Wim Hof without the brakes and without gotcha. the holds. And you go for 30 to 40 minutes. Uh, if anybody wants to research it, the, the guy who's the popularizer of this style of breathing, his name is David Elliott and, uh, wrote a book on healing and you can Google all of that, but it's a, it can be a very intense, uh, sure. experience. And so for probably a couple years I was doing that, but I had zero clue as to why I was getting tingling, why in my body and in my hands, why my hands clamped up sometimes and pretty much anything can happen during the, this type of breathing exercise. I'm just like, what is going on here? I don't understand it, but changing your breathing is extremely impactful. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And uh, hyperventilating, hyperventilating is uh, no joke. Uh, and itself, that word is like, well, why are you doing that in the first place? But um, yeah, uh, learning about the breath ultimately gave me a better relationship with stress. Um, um, everybody looks at stress like it's such a bad thing. And, um, you know, actually, yeah, it, it, this, this word doesn't, doesn't sell that well in the fitness industry. But it's all about balance. So mm -hmm. like stress is stress. We know it as like, oh, you don't want to be stressed out. But in certain occasions, when you give stress uh, to your body in like little micro doses, yeah, you can you can accomplish a couple phenomenal things for sure. For sure. Absolutely. I think stress is required if you're going to grow in any realm. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's uh, I will it. Yeah. I can't I can't stress the fact of how I'm so thankful. Like. I have a better relationship with stress because it's like, oh, why am I so stressed out? I'm like, hey, you know what I mean? Just go with it, go with it. It's, it's gonna help you grow. It's, it's, it's just like, uh, you know, like you wanna build bigger biceps, you know? You gotta stress that bicep out. And it's just like the same thing, same thing with the breath. And it's, I'm so thankful to even be around this community. Um, yeah, it's the best. Very cool. So you, linked up tell me a little bit about the um the breathing modalities that you specialize in mm -hmm. uh so i start with the basics i start with the basics so um we uh so when, when my clients i i usually give them so i give them homework so there'll be a morning homework an afternoon homework and a nighttime homework the, the, the morning homework, I call it coffee breathing. Uh, it's, it's like hyperventilating. Yeah. With some breaks, with some breaks and it gives you that natural energy. Um, and then in the afternoon, I call this water breathing, which is like a, a, a tuning of the, the nervous system where it's just, it doesn't pick you too up and it doesn't uh, push you too down. It kind of just keeps you in that middle ground. And, uh, the third practice, I call it whiskey breathing. Uh, it's a four eight relaxation breath and it's a phenomenal like pre-bed like pre like like dinner so we can like actually digest the food or put put ourselves in that parasympathetic system before we go to sleep um but i start people from there uh and th and then if th they want to proceed and they, i see that they they master the basis and that's like drilling the basis like millions of times then I'll probably 
uh, give them a progression like uh, box breathing, alternating uh, nostril breathing. But I start with the basics. So it's like, you know, like, yeah, because it, it's very easy to get. So there's like a thousand breathing techniques, but I don't see the sense of knowing all of them. Uh, I just feel like if you can, if you can use these tools in your daily lives, like you don't really have to know the the mix, the the DJing of the breath techniques, if that makes any sense. Because uh, breathing is definitely getting very popular, um, but with great power. I'm definitely taking this from a, a movie, but oh, great power comes with great responsibility. So let's learn the basics first. And then if you're curious enough, we'll add on to that. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. Starting with the basics. Um, Cause the, like the hyperventilatory or superventilatory styles aren't for everybody. Some yeah, people get calm. Good. Some people uh, get energized. Some people stay stressed, but what you're doing with the focus on the basics, that is good for everybody. Everybody yeah. can benefit from that. And I believe there's a huge opportunity there for almost everyone. Everybody. It's just, yeah, it's just, I love the idea that it, it, it it's, it's every single person in this world. Everybody can benefit from, um, you know, just be able to take a minute or two and, understand what your body's telling you and keep on going and yeah you know it's we live in a very stressful environment 2020 was a very stressful environment and yeah i agree let's start with the basics and um i mean i have i'm not throwing any shade to like the wind hops you know like they're doing they're doing the thing they're they're doing stuff that yeah. finally science is finally catching up to uh but not everybody should be hyperventilating not everybody should be doing ice baths you know it's just it's just let's take our time with that <laughs> absolutely yeah i don't know that i would have ever learned anything about breath work if it wasn't for wim hof yeah no he's definitely has i, I actually i'm actually like he's doing a great job of him and um jane mester is doing a great job yeah. of like putting of putting breath out there uh, yeah, I'm not no shade to uh, Wim Hof, but he's doing a great job of building that awareness because this is definitely not uh, uh, something. This is definitely nothing new. It's just a lost art. It's just a matter of actually doing it, being consistent with it, and seeing. And you'll definitely see the results for sure. Yeah, that James Nestor book, uh, "Breathe," fantastic book. If you wanna, if anybody listening wants a yes, yes. overview of everything that breath can do definitely read that book that's like the first thing that i kind of recommend anybody when i introduce myself as a breath coach is like jane nester is a it's a it's a phenomenal book it ties the world to you in a sense it's just it's beautiful it's beautiful so you have a four-week breathing program tell me about that and tell me who is great for that program please yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a four week program. I meet uh, with my clients uh, once a week for 30 minutes. We kind of recap on the homework that I uh, I assigned them to. So morning, after morning, afternoon and night, uh, you'll be listening to audios or watching my videos as far as uh, coffee, water and whiskey breathing. Um, 
And it's basically, a, it's a personalized program because not everybody has the mm. same level of, of CO2 sensitivity. So I just start, I just, you know, I, I start from there. Um, not everybody can do like a, a four A relaxation breath, so I might have to regress it. Um, but it, it's pretty much. <laughs> I don't want to sound too vague, but it's pretty much for everybody. You know, anybody that's like work related, that's pretty stressed out. Um, people that um, don't don't really have a great digestion. Uh, people that need natural energy, like you know, I won't say don't stop drinking coffee, but I don't see no sense in drinking three cups of coffee every day. So it's just ultimately yeah. me giving, it's ultimately me giving people tools um, they can use. Like I'm not, you know, we have, we already have these tools. It's just some of these tools are lousy when they're overused. Um, and what beautiful, what beautiful way to use your own self um, as far as like getting a natural energy or just, um, being a focus or just calming down and getting some good nice rest. Very cool. So you have different techniques that you could use under any circumstance, you know, yeah. regardless of yeah. yeah, what whatever situation arises, yeah. Um, you know, uh, one of the thing is too is just that um like uh Patrick McEwen, it's a wonderful guy too. Uh it's just uh everybody's so everybody's so stuck on oxygen um but you know co2 co2 is uh has a bad rep definitely has a bad rep um but co2 is definitely can can do your body wonders you know yeah so it's, it's a i'd like yeah, to so, um someday ask patrick why isn't his book and his program is called the oxygen advantage i want to know why it's not called the co2 advantage that's a really that's good question the, so That's... I watched all his videos and he actually said the reason why, and this is a really good oh, point. Okay. This is a really good point. Um, so the reason why he didn't call it, he didn't call it the CO2 advantage or whatever is because he knew it was not gonna sell. And yeah. it makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. Everybody, we we've been throwing CO2 like on like we just been giving CO2 such a bad name. Uh it's a, it's a waste guys, you know, the global warming, all this stuff, got it. But it serves some purposes if you know how to use it correctly. Uh, and yeah, he was like, if I would have called the CO2, nobody would have bought my book. <laughs> and yeah. I get it. I totally get it. I totally get it. Um, it's a, so, that's a good question too. Yeah. So we, we've teased it. Uh, pretty big here. There's a big value to CO2. So I wonder if you could share some of the benefits of CO2 and what what is CO2 tolerance? Could you share that? Yeah, yeah. So CO, so okay. So when we breathe in air, when we breathe in air, we breathe in. This is a rough, rough, rough estimate, uh, but we breathe in 78% nitrogen. Uh, 20 uh 19% oxygen point point something carbon monoxide point something uh hope I'm not butchering the name organ uh and basically what CO2 does is is a vasodilation and a bronchodilation open ultimately opens up your veins helps you breathe more and CO2 is the catalyst of oxygen so uh 
like one a good analogy could be is if somebody's having a heart attack uh, a good analogy is if somebody having a heart attack and they have probably seen a movie or you actually see it in person uh, a paramedic or somebody gives the person a brown bag uh, and, the and the purpose of that brown bag is to breathe in the CO2 so they can actually uh, relax versus telling somebody just breathe. They are breathing, they're hyperventilating. Uh, so it's just like having that ultimate, uh, uh, the yin and the yang. Yeah, mm -hmm. so that's what it is. They're like CO2 is the yin and it's like, it's, you can't just talk about oxygen. It's the yin and the yang. Um, but uh, CO2, um, there's, there's so many benefits of it, like such as like burning fat, you know, uh, fat uh, leaves with, uh, with CO2. We, uh, we breathe out fat. So, and in the combination of CO2. So CO2 is, doesn't get talked about a lot, um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so much, it's, it's like, I can go on and on about this business stuff. This is a, it's a quite amazing uh, topic. Um, yeah very cool yeah vasodilator um catalyst for oxygen releasing oxygen into the the tissues and organs and the uh, uh you mentioned the burning fat releases co2 i heard read a quote that for every 10 pounds of weight that you lose about eight eight of those pounds are exhaled that's that's mind-blowing that's yeah. mind-blowing so that's mind-blowing because I started off as a personal trainer and um, it, yeah, that's so mind-blowing because I started as a personal trainer and we get so stuck on, um, I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that I'm up against uh, thermodynamics for everybody that's listening, but we get so stuck on cal uh, calorie counting and stuff like this. And this is like, you know, there's, there's more to it. There's more to it. Yeah. Uh, than just counting your calories. Um, and it's just having a better relationship with, with the environment. You know, that also plays a big toll. You know I mean? We just said eight pounds out of 10, we lose by breathing, that's huge. That is so huge. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, 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 uh, that's, that's, that's a mind blowing fact for sure. For sure, we out, we, because everybody's out here wanting for like detox. Everybody's running to like extreme, like two, uh, two week programs. Like, no, 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 this, that's not how life works. That's not how life works. Um, so the fact that, 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 yeah, that's huge. That's so huge. Yeah. There's so many mind blowing facts like that. Whenever you start looking at breath. So you're, you're into kettlebells too. Um, when did you get into kettlebells? I probably would have to thank uh, COVID for that. Um, everything closed up on us. Um, I had I had one kettlebell, and it was collecting dust. And I was like, I am. <laughs> I need to move. I need to move. So I kind of just took it upon myself to just like uh, learn uh, kettlebells. Kettlebells are, are very humbling. Very humbling. Yeah. Uh, very, yeah, it's very humbling because uh, I played basketball since I was a, a teenager. I played in a very competitive level, and barbells, dumbbells are the only thing that I saw. So, um, 
yeah, like for example, like you can you can probably barbell squat one thirty five, but then if you put like a, a thirty two kilo in your hand, it's it's a complete different. It's just, oh yeah, yeah. So it's a very humbling uh, piece of equipment, um, and it ultimately becomes like a discipline. Uh, I'm not saying. Uh, one is greater than the other. The one that has the more adherence is the best one for the person. But uh, I would say that kettlebells is like a sort of a discipline. Um, just like walking into your kettlebell, uh, making sure your, your entire body is actually participating in the movement, uh, being conscious of time and space, uh, because like, you can easily fling a barbell up, to, up off of the ground. Um, but actually like, being able to uh, master the hold and the lift, that's huge. That is so huge. Yeah. Yeah. I think it definitely demands that discipline that you're talking about, maintaining awareness in order to stay safe and stay effective, no matter how long you've been training with kettlebells. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So tell me about your uh, 12-week kettlebell program. Uh, so it's a it's a twelve week uh, kettlebell program, single and double, uh, depending what you have at home, and uh, it's a personalized program. I'm a big fan of personalizing things. Um, it's just you know whatever whatever gets whatever gets measured improves. So I'm a big fan of just whatever you have at home, uh, which just get one percent better. And it goes on from that. But we have, you know, snatches, cleans, swings, you know, and all the, well, we start, I start you all with the bases if you don't know at all, because it, it, kettlebells could be a little intimidating um, mm-hmm. for other people, um, for other people. But um, I also have, I also, you know, have a, I also provide a service where I teach people swings, you know, uh, the cleans, the rack position, the, those very intimidating things. But it's all it's very personalized um, bunch of uh, it's a uh, it's gonna it's it's run through a uh, true coach so it allows me to ultimately provide you the exercises um, have that one on one relationship where you can you can send me videos of form um, you know stay on top of your metrics um, have your nutrition plan all this good stuff but. It's ultimately for a person that either already is a kettlebell enthusiast or, you know, is very curious about it. And I just walk you, you know, up. Very cool. Very cool. Is it, um, is that one-on-one or is this a group program? It's a, it's, it's a one-on-one. It's one-on-one. It's like remote. It's remote, so okay, cool. um, it's not like I'm. I'm not. It's not like I'm physically there, but um, the app allows me to ultimately like um, pretty much into uh, pretty much uh, put myself in there, put myself in there as far as the form, like making sure the form is right, making sure that the rest game look, looks good, everything looks good. Um, but it, it's I'm. Tr- because I'm ultimately, I travel a lot. So it, it kind of allows me to uh, have the community that I want and still have, give uh, that person that one-on-one um, attention that people usually want. 
especially when it's when it comes to technical uh, lifts, just like kettlebells. Very cool. Now, do you layer in any of the breathing principles or breath education yeah, to the kettlebell? Yes. So yeah, yeah. So the kettle, so the kettlebells, the kettlebell single and the double program has uh, it, it automatically comes with the audio, the audios of breathing um, and videos. Um, yeah, I, I, me personally, I pay attention. Like, um, I love movement and everything, but since I learned about the breath, I kind of like been, I took a huge step back and, uh, realizing that without, without actually focusing on the breath movement doesn't become, it becomes subpar. So I focus on, uh, you know, even like the valve maneuver, just learning how to breathing through tension. Um, and then we'll talk about movement. So yeah, so my pillars are basically breathing, nutrition, and then movement. Um, because mm. it's, uh, yeah, COVID-19 is definitely very humbling. I, th I thought I really had everything figured out, <laughs> uh, especially uh, uh, having so much years as an athlete. Um, like just move more, just move more. But yeah, I focus a lot on breathing from even it's, it's, it's part of like sleeping it's biochemistry um it's uh it's bio biomechanics and it's cadence yeah yeah did you have covid i uh, no no okay no i yeah i never had covid uh you know crossing my fingers but, yeah right uh, on <laughs> I, was I was curious if you did any uh breathing exercises to get through it if you had it I uh, know, but I have, I, so yeah, many of my clients had uh, COVID, had COVID and um, they saw a lot of benefits into it. Saw a lot of benefits mm -hmm. into it, um, doing a lot of our breathing exercises, um, introducing nitric oxide too. That's another thing about breathing that a lot of people, it's fairly new. It, it was, uh, it was discovered in 1991, I believe. Uh, but nitric oxide is also, nitric oxide is a, a very powerful, chemical that allows us with the vasodilation, bronchodilation uh, to help with COVID. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a powerful tool. So share where nitric oxide comes from and how that enters into the respiratory process. Yeah, yeah. So uh, nitric oxide is produced in our nasal, in our nasal cavities. Um, and uh, it's um it's a very very powerful tool simply because um like a good um it's actually so uh it's actually one of the one of the chemicals ingredients one of the ingredients uh that's um interface with uh viagra uh, it basically allows circulation to the body um and uh, it's, it's, it's very, very new. Uh, the research is still, we're still catching up to the research, but it is, it's definitely showing a lot, a lot of great benefits as far as open up your vein, open up the, those alveolis, uh, which basically, um, um, exchange, you know, oxygen, carbon monoxide, um, and, and be able to, um, breathe because that's what COVID really does. It just, it attacks your pulmonaries, um, and yeah. 
it's fascinating. It's so cool that your sinuses, your nasal cavity releases a gas, nitric mm -hmm. oxide that that dilates the the airways, the alveoli. So mm -hmm. strange. Sounds yeah, like it science, is, it is. science fiction, man. <laughs> um, it's I'm I'm really thrilled about it because this is just like scratching scratching the surface about it. Um, science, like yeah, science is catching up. Um, and you know, hopefully everybody um gets to experience this because it'll be a, it'll be a shame not to not to use the power of the nose. The nose is there for a reason. Um, going back to like Gene Mester, just so like the nose, um, like if you don't use it, you lose it type of thing. So like they even talked about um, people's face getting smaller, uh, talking about, talking about uh, the reason why we're, we're partially, partially the reason, I won't say totally the reason, but people getting braces. Uh, and there's so much, like, this breath thing connects every, everything everything it's just i just really wish um we took this series especially with covid um kind of pausing the world life a little bit yeah so you mentioned the nose and i'm curious whenever you train with kettlebells do you breathe exclusively with the nose um so um that's a really good question so we, there's, there's, um, I'm definitely taking this from Patrick McEwen, um, as far as he, so my certification is mostly like dealing with stress, having a good relationship, but P Patrick McEwen is a great person. So as far as, um, looking at breath and performance at the same time, mm -hmm. um, and, uh, he, we have, they have found that, uh, athletes can read their notes all the way to 85% of their heart rate max, uh, which is, very, is a very astonishing um, metric because 85% of your max of your heart rate, that's, 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 that's huge, that is huge. Um, however, it, it depends, it depends, it depends. Um, it really depends because so when it comes to the bio, the bio the biomechanics of breathing, um, you know your your belly your belly should rise first, your diaphragm should should work first, then your intercostals, which is basically the muscles between your ribs, um, and then your chest kind of help you, uh, your shoulders, your back muscles help you, your scalenes help you. Uh, but I would personally say is like if we had an analogy as far as like squatting, right? If we're squatting like I won't, I won't necessarily, sorry about that. Hello? Good. Yeah, you're back. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I, so when it comes, when it comes to like exercising and, and breathe and breathing, I would say use the, I would use, I would say use the bigger muscles first and then allow the accessory muscles to kick in. Um, because, um, you know, like if we're, if we're back, if we're doing a back, uh, back squat, you know, you know, we get, we get this, you know, this, you know, people always like uh, hold on to like, oh, your knee shouldn't cave in. Okay, I get it. But what, what that means is like, let's just use our glutes first. Let's our glutes fatigue first. And then if our, if our knees cave in just a little bit, it's fine. We lift, we still lift the bar up. 
I mean, so it's just the way it's just the way how the body works. It's always gonna find uh, it's always gonna find um how to compensate. So it's just it's just a, it's just a matter of fact of being able to use your stronger uh, breathing muscles first versus like doing the opposite. Mm-hmm. So what's a way? Yeah, did I answer your question? Um, we'll we'll circle back. So I, I was curious about. Do you coach people to go purely nasal? Sounds like a mix. As far as exercising or? Yes, when, when working out. Um, it, de- it depends on the exercise. Okay. It depends on the exercise. Yeah, it depends on the exercise. But ultimately, I do like to drill on breathe through your nose first. Yeah, I'm a big fan of breathing through your nose first. Um, and then once that becomes like on top, like you can't, you can't tolerate anymore, then use your, then use your accessory muscles. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So if someone's wondering like, what are the big muscles I should be using when breathing? What are they? Um, your diaphragm, the diaphragm is, uh, besides, besides, um, besides like be able to control like your mood. It helps you stable your spine. Um, it's the, it's yeah. the, one of the main. It's one of the main uh, muscles that stables your spine and keeps it engaged. So when we are doing heavy lifting, um, you hurt yourself. Um, but your diaphragm is huge. Your diaphragm is huge. Yeah. Do you have any um, tricks you could share uh, to tell people so they can so that people can tell if they are using their diaphragm or if they are using those secondary muscles? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I wasn't, I wasn't a big fan of belts. Um, I used to think like, oh, this guy's a, guy's a wuss. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why, why do you need, the why do you need to use breath them? belt? Like, um, um, oh, they just, yeah, they are. Those are coming out. Uh, um, those are good. Those are really good too. But as far mm-hmm. as like exercising, like the actual belt, like for like weightlifting belts. Ah, yeah, like okay. yeah. yeah, like the weightlifting belts. Those are, those can serve a, a really good purpose because um, at first I was like, why are you using a belt? You might as well use your core. Um, get get your core stronger, and then when your lifts get heavier, then yeah, use use a belt. Um, but that that but the belt also serves a purpose as far as like breathing into the belt, you know, breathing into the belt, and then now that's when you know that you're you're engaging your diaphragm. Um, because the diaphragm should be, should be, uh, considered as a, as like a, a jellyfish, a jellyfish is, it, it, it's pretty much, it looks like this. Is this, uh, is people, are people going to be able to see, are we uh, people going to see, or are these just hearing us? Both. Yeah. Oh, okay. So perfect. So, um, the, the, the diaphragm is considered like a, it should look like it looks like a jellyfish with basically equals it's basically on top of our ribs like um inside but inside our ribs and then when we take a nice inhale it actually goes down um and it puts and it locks that spine um but yeah it's 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 very crucial i, I definitely want definitely don't want to lift no 400 pounds without a stable uh spine um but uh, a good technique, um, even if it's not just lifting, just lifting, uh, put like a book on, like just lay down on your back, put a book on your bed 
I mean, put a book on your belly mm-hmm. and just put your right hand in your heart um, and just kind of use the book as a feedback mechanism where your right hand does not move and you're just, you know, we're breathing through our nose and just your, your the book should rise and fall as you practice with the breath. And then, you know, that could be like the regression before you even lift something. Um, but that could be a good technique as far as kind of like uh, reprogramming yourself into that diaphragm and breathing. Very cool. So you're getting uh, like tactile feedback right around the, that area of the rib cage, the bottom of the rib cage, through either mm-hmm. that belt or through the book. Yeah. So yeah. So ultimately, ultimately, it should be like a 360 expansion. Uh, so your your belly should rise, um, and even your back should uh, should fill up a little bit too, um, because a lot of our core muscles, some of our core muscles are like right our back too, like more latissimus and those other. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was um, interesting to hear like the Patrick McCune and other uh, like leaders in breath education talk about the 360 degree expansion. Prior to that, my, all the instruction I received was deep belly breath. So you're in a yoga class and everybody's sticking out their gut, like they're pregnant, (laughs) but you're missing, you know, a big portion of the uh, expansion in order to optimize breathing physiology. Yeah, yeah. I, I, pers- I personally believe that we should, I mean, this is probably bigger than us, but we should, like, people should definitely start incorporating this in, like, in, in, in schools, um, just having workshops everywhere, because it sounds very, uh, like, oh, I already know about breathing, like, what are you talking to me about? But it's, it's, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. And it's very important. Very important. Um, because I used to go to yoga classes and people used to be like, yo, uh, take a deep breath. I'm like, what does that even mean? I don't even know what that means. Yeah. And it's just, and it's just like, I know I'm not the only one. I know I'm not the only one. So um, we definitely need to wake up. We need to wake up. <laughs> Beautiful. And so if somebody wants to wake up with breathing or kettlebells with some of your programs or to get that um, form check, how do people contact you? Yeah, yeah. So um, you can either follow me on IG, IVFit on the scroll, or you can go to riseoverrun.com and I have my programs there. You can email me if you have any questions about the programs. Um, or you can just, yeah, you can DM me, email me. I'm, I love to talk. So, yeah. Very cool. Ian, thank you so much for your time. I always enjoy talking kettlebells and talking breath. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing, man. Appreciate you. Cool. All right. Have a fantastic rest of the week. All right, man.